Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. How are you? Great to be with you on a Tuesday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. We are broadcasting, as always, from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Celia, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us on the World Wide Web. Did you know that that's what WWW stands for? You heard of that? Is that where you find the instant gram, as it's you called it gram. earlier it's today? It's instant gram. It doesn't take any time. The gram is immediate <laughs> right now with the instant gram. Uh, 102.9 ESPN, if you're looking for us on that little thing, uh, too. Uh, but 102.9 ESPN.com on the www. That's the bigger version of the instant gram. And you get on there and you go listen live on the listen live tab. We made it easy that way. The stream brought to us by Opportunity Bank. Your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to pick up your phone and call, you can do that as well. 329-1899. All guests. Join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. Let's take a look at what we got in the show today. We are going to talk about the Grizzlies and UC Davis today. Early in the show, we will then talk about uh, Montana State as they host Northern Arizona on Saturday. Both teams uh, obviously opening Big Sky Conference play this Saturday, an exciting time of year uh, across football. At the top of the hour, uh, well, buckle up, people, and uh, put the kids away. Bruce Bartum is coming on your airwaves. He's the head coach of the Portland State Vikings football team. If you don't know Bruce Barnum, you're about to. Uh, Mike Leach looks like just your very average middle-of-the-road person when you're talking about <laughs> Bruce Barnum. Am I right? He's going to be a lot of fun, and we will uh, look forward to having Coach Barnum on here talking about uh, football in general. Uh, the win, huge win for his program in Missoula last season, and now 2-2 uh, two and two heading into conference play at Idaho State, so we'll talk to him about that. And uh, we will also get into a little bit of Around the Big Sky, just the rest of the conference, and that that aspect of conference play. We looked at the conference last weekend and how the results went, but we did not look into the future and this Saturday and the, and the true opening of Big Sky Conference play. So we'll get into all of that. The show outlook brought to us by MissoulaGutterCleaning.com, the safest, fastest, most fun, most insured company, MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Uh, I skipped one very important aspect, and I did it <laughs> intentionally because it's always awkward to do the thing and then to say, and then okay. So we are happy do. now also to talk about the Grizzlies. With the our very own voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran. Hi, Riley. Thanks for being here, man. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. You know, conference play, we were talking about it before it started. Feels like we're finally kind of getting into real football season. Now. It's uh, it, it was so funny to... So, Montana State does their... Uh, foot Monday football press conference at like 11.45. And the University of Montana does theirs at 2. Which, by the way, thank you to those two institutions <laughs> for separating. I know we, we they answered our letter that we wrote them, handwritten letters. Uh, anyway, uh, it was 
so funny to not so funny. It's so interesting to overlay Jeff Choate and Bobby Houck talking about everything again. You know, uh, one another, but especially about conference play. Right. When Jeff Choate goes, you can tell I've got a little bit more of an edge. You can feel that it's conference play. It's going to be a little bit more serious. And then when you go in and you talk to Bobby, Houck, any difference going into conference play? No, same thing. Same week, one week, one game. They're all serious. It's the biggest game because we're playing it on and on. It's beautiful. I love it, but it is. For fans and for us, and I look for everybody, everybody understands that now these are counting in a way that they don't count in the non-conference. And that's different than the FBS level. It's unique to the FCS, and it is an exciting time. It is, and I think that both of these teams, it's funny. You see the narrative, right, with coaches on Monday, and it is probably classic for you guys to just listen to the audio back right. to back. <laughs> it's almost like you wonder if they're contradicting each other on purpose just because of the whole... Changing crazy. notes. Well, yeah, just, just, you know, I mean, between <laughs> Cho and Howe. But th- there is a different sense. No matter what coach will tell you, there's a, li- a little different sense of energy this week. I think that if you really focus on the fact, okay, well, one of your goals starts this week then Coach Houck will start talking about it. Because, of course, they want to get back to a Big Sky title. It's been a decade now. I mean, it's time, at least for Montana, that they feel that way. So when you put it in that sense, the, the, the wheels start turning a bit for Grizzly football. We'll hear from Bobby Houck here in just a moment, and we got a couple of sounds from him. Talk. He was very forthcoming about UC Davis and very complimentary uh, of this team, even, you know, if, if, more than what Bobby Houck normally is. He, you know, coaches respect other teams and so forth, but he certainly went out of his way to kind of express, you know, how, how good he thinks that this team is. And they are good. One question that he did not get asked, because why would you? Because you know the answer, but I can ask you, Riley. Hashtag RTD, okay? This has been the thing. This has been, you know, brick after brick in bringing Montana back to where it was when Bobby Houck was here the first time. And he has firsthand knowledge of what it was like and how they did it and all that kind of stuff. What would what does this game against UC Davis, who's the number four team in the nation and the Big Sky Conference, setting the table for the whole year? What does this mean in the context of the arc of RTD? I think it's a measuring stick game. Yeah. And I think you look at this schedule back in July, you had the sense that the Grizzlies have a pretty good shot of going three and one. That South Dakota game was probably the, the 50-50 the, coin Absolutely, flip, right? yeah. They took care of business there. They did kind of what we thought the next three games. This one's always been circled, not only because measuring stick game, but number two of what happened at Washington Grizzly Stadium right. in the second half last year. Right. I mean, 46 nothing. That does not happen to a Bobby Houck team, to a Montana mm-hmm. team very much. So this is the first true test. And when you're talking RTD getting back to the top of the league, what do you have to do? You have to beat the teams that are ahead of you in conference play from last year. This is their first opportunity and a team that is up for the challenge that also, to me, when we were talking to UC Davis and spoke at Spokane, Big Sky Media Days, they've got the sense that they are rolling right now. Yep. Everyone on the same page, Hawkins, Mayor, the whole university, the, the athletic department, the president, everybody is on board. So UC Davis, this is a humongous game for both teams, but measuring stick would probably be the way that I would describe it the most. The coaches always talk about matchups. Yeah. And sometimes it seems like it's a cliche, but one of the great parts about college football, especially in a league like the Big Sky where it's so diverse, particularly in the schemes that everybody runs on both sides of the ball, sometimes you get these matchups where one team's strength is another team's weakness or strength versus strength. And last year, Jake Bayer was the first guy that brought it to my attention just how unorthodox Montana's defensive scheme is. And he said, hey, they had us straight confused. We didn't know what we were doing, and then we figured it out. And when we figured it out, that's why you see this 46 points in 16 minutes. But it's just crazy because I really do think that Montana keeps so many offenses on their toes. I think that they, uh, if, if, they got, if they stay ahead of you in terms of the confusion element, they can roll you. Yeah. But if you find the weakness... You can get rolled. It, it has some some similar principles to the flex defense that Portland State runs. When you get rolling like the Cats did against Portland State, you rush for 400 yards. If you get behind the sticks like the Grizz did, now all of a sudden your your all American candidate quarterback doesn't look like he can even complete a pass because of the way that it just matriculates on you. So I just think this is from a X's and O's standpoint. UC Davis's offense, led by Jake Mayer, and the way he can dissect you if you bring too much pressure versus a Grizz defense that I think has made a lot of strides. 
it's going to be a fascinating matchup on that element. And the coaching side, too. I, I think totally, that's yeah. another fascinating element. Not only do you have two guys that are well-respected, know how to win, but both coaching at their alma mater. Both have a ton of pride. Both want to, quote-unquote, return their program to glory, right? So th- that's another element here. And the cat-and-mouse game with what you were just saying yep. about how the Grizzlies got Mayer a little bit on his heels, which never happens. And also, on the flip side, how do both coaches make adjustments for this year's game Based off of last year's, that's another fascinating element. And that, that's a I'm, my first question. I'm gonna ask Bobby Hawk, and we'll just leave this as a tease. We don't even need to analyze this. But the first question I'm gonna ask him at pre- practice tomorrow is, what is the dynamic like coaching at your alma mater? Because mm-hmm. Dan Hawkins and Bobby Calc are the only two guys in the Big Sky Conference that are coaching at their alma mater. They're, right. they're the only two guys that I mean, most everybody else not only is not did not go to school where they're coaching, but they also coached other places. They also coached a lot of times at other schools in the Big Sky. So to be coaching at your alma mater, just the fierce allegiance you have, how much it means to you, I think it's an interesting dynamic, and I think it's why both schools went with these guys. Like Riley was saying, it is a similar trajectory because you have two schools that are trying to return to the tradition and dominance that they once had, and I think that's why both schools elected to go with the guys that they did. Well, it's a really good thought. We'll talk more about Dan Hawkins especially because he was certainly the coach who stood out the most to me, you know, outside of, you know, the Montana schools, but from around the Big Sky Conference uh, at those media days, and there's there's some more that I'd like to say uh, about him. But let's talk about this matchup here quickly. First, though, let's hear from Bobby Houck himself and his presentation conference Monday. This is the opening just kind of two minutes where he sets up uh, coming out of last week and going into finally conference play against a very good UC Davis team. Yeah. Yeah, obviously we're excited about uh, the conference schedule kicking off. Uh, Certainly we're aware of uh, UC Davis and and what their team has and and what they bring to the table. I had a couple days to watch them and, and they're deserving of every bit of their national ranking. Uh, I think they're a really, really terrific football team who absolutely handled us last year. Uh, and then you couple that with the fact that they have most of their team back. Um, it's a tall order to prepare this week and, and try to go find a way to get a win down there. So uh, they've got great players at every position. Um, it starts with uh, with Mayer, the quarterback. He's a, He's well documented what he can do he's uh, a guy that doesn't get rattled he, he just is a playmaker he can throw the ball from all sorts of angles and he's very accurate just I've been impressed with him since he was a sophomore when we played him down in San Diego um, Harold the wide receiver number two uh, thought he was a good player a year ago I think he's even better this year and I don't, I don't see them missing Keelan Doss at all with him um, Priest, number 87, the tight end, is a big target. Uh, he's the guy they like to throw to down in the red zone. And DBs have a hard time defending him because of his size and his catching ability. And then Gilliam, the running back, is uh, uh, as good as anybody in the league, certainly. And, um, you know, I think you couple that with the offensive line that uh, is well coached. They play really hard. Um, they're all most of them are returning starters uh, you know it's just a really complete offense they have more offense than anybody i've ever seen um i mean they, they do everything so they're a hard prep and then defensively they're we we thought they're really good a year ago and they have a bunch of guys back so we've got uh got a tall order this week against these guys so there you go bobby how uh, talking about uh this this matchup against uc davis and 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 how good this team is uh riley as you've done your prep and outside of maybe the coaching staff nobody does more than you when you talk about the opposing teams and that we know we think we know how good this team is and they return so many veteran guys obviously jake mayer obviously you know dan hawkins is the coach and all that but what stands out to you when you've looked at uc davis i think the physicality from last year to this year is a big difference and you saw it and i think the the best way to look they what they did last last week in far i mean they hold north dakota state to 20 points line of scrimmage they didn't get dominated and if you don't get dominated against north dakota state that's a win and so sure. that's the biggest surprise to me, first off. Secondly, yes, they lose Keelan Doss. And in Coach Houck's clip there, I thought maybe one of the most interesting things he said in the press conference is they lost Keelan Doss and they didn't miss a beat because of Harrell and, and everything else they have. Ten other starters back on offense. But it's Mayer being an extension of the coaching staff. He never gets rattled. That, that is one thing to me. I mean, if you want to go by sheer numbers, 
how will the Grizzly pass defense be able to keep Jake Mayer at bay? They're in the bottom 10 in the country right now in pass yards allowed per game. Grizzly mm-hmm. defenses, despite all the good things maybe that they've done. So that, to me, is the big piece. But the biggest surprise is the physicality you see, Davis, that, okay, maybe it's not going to be a shootout every time you play them, that they're going to be able to hit you in the mouth a little bit, which is different than, I think, what we could have said yet last year about them. They're taking huge strides defensively. Yeah, I mean, 198 yards rushing against an average opponent is a lot. Against North Dakota State, that's an unbelievable effort. They gave up 4.1 yards per carry. NDSU's been rushing for six yards a pop on everybody for five years straight. I think it was like, the, I think I think they, they said it was their first game in 16 under 200 yards rushing, and maybe I think they're third in the last five years. So they, they have just been running down people's throats just relentlessly. So that defensive effort is big time. You mentioned the Grizz pass defense. And I think that this is an interesting thing because sometimes this, there's a give and take to certain statistics. I think the Grizz have been exceptional against the run. If you have Dante Olsen, you have a chance to be exceptional against the run because the guy's a one-man wrecking crew. But I think that the emergence of guys like Braden Deming, uh, Alex Gubner, uh, Eli Alford, I think all three of those guys have played really, really well. Jesse Sims moving him to the inside I think was the, a good move. I prognosticated that I thought he would have to move to the outside to have a huge senior year, and instead he's completely proved that notion wrong. He's been great. And so I think that then teams know that they're going to have a hard time running between the tackles. So they're taking to the air a lot more. To me, this comes down to how does Montana put pressure on the passer? Because last week, they blitzed early and often. They got home, and then Kenji Bahar, he he basically stepped in to every throw, and then was he was unflappable, and they couldn't really get to him. And all of a sudden, he throws for almost 400 yards. So I think that that's the missing element. It's not necessarily that the coverage has been bad. It's just that if you're going to blitz like Montana does, you have to get home. Pass rush is everything this yeah. week. I mean, you have to... Somehow, and I sat with Coach Hawk before the press conference Monday, how do you make Mayer uncomfortable? He goes, I don't know if he can. I, the guy's never rattled. He wasn't rattled last week in Fargo. It'll be tough. But just to mix up the pressures and everything is going to be the biggest thing for this Montana defense. And you're right. It, it does start with the guys up front. If there's one question mark defensively, it's that front four, despite all the good things that have happened, Alex Gubner's emergence and everything you said about Jesse Sims. But it's about getting a pass rush on and making consistent throughout Big Sky play because we know how this league is. With the exception of Weber State, maybe one other team it's going to be air raid throw it out you better get pressure on the quarterback colter something people may not know about us but we work at a company imagine that we don't just broadcast from our bedrooms i mean i've wanted to work from home but the studio is here and we also have to do sales things and we also have a marketing department and we also have a general manager and a program director we are a very integrated unit here we even have office telephones the only voicemail you have that's not full that is a fact and it's not full because blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all and blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally in fact did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate to communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers companies are turning to hosted voice you know what they call hosted voice solutions voip what is voip well They're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice. To learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. 2 tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana. Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, in studio with us talking about the Grizzly UC Davis opening Big Sky Conference matchup, the biggest matchup in the conference in terms of the, the two teams together and certainly really one of the bigger games in the nation. Uh, number 18 ranked now uh, Montana against the fourth-ranked UC Davis. Uh, uh, Aggies when we talked about the defense of UC Davis and what we saw and how impressed we were against North Dakota State it's it was because of the physicality and the toughness and and their ability to to go toe-to-toe in that sort of you know baseline physical way the other thing though about North Dakota State is every guy here 
knows what they're going to do offensively, right? right. I mean, they're right. going to run power. There's wrinkles to it. There's some there, there's some nuance there and everything like that. But it's not – they're not – you know, there's nothing shocking that's coming at you. It's can you stop it. And so it is a toughness game at that point. That's not what Montana does. Montana has done, uh, I think, a phenomenal job, Coach Rosenbach, Coach Pease, Coach Houck, of their offensive schemes and play calling being very diverse, being very new yep. uh, in a lot of ways. And so this is going to be a lot more, uh, I, I mean, it's still going to be physical, but it's going to be a lot more schematic than it will be against North Dakota State, right? I think so, absolutely. And for my chair, it's fun because right. th- this offense – I don't know what's coming. I mean, there's a, they can attack you from so many different angles. And through four non-conference games, whether you drink the Kool-Aid or not, it's just amazing to me how it's worked out, right? Game one, wide receivers were able to shine. Game two, it was kind of the running game that you go, okay, wow, running backs, Marcus Knight, the, the offensive line is better. Game three, Oregon, let's toss that one out. Game four, you see the tight ends involved. Mm-hmm. So there are so many different ways they can attack. I'm curious, actually, to get your guys' take on it, because from where I'm at, they seem so unpredictable offensively that I'm not sure any defensive quarter in the big sky is going to feel good about putting a game plan together. When you're looking at schemes and just the, the prowess that play callers have, I think that Montana, their guys haven't been able to yet entrench themselves as some of the premier play callers in the league, but I think it's coming because we only have a 15-game sample size. But what I've seen out of Tim Rosenbaugh specifically offensively has been tremendous. He's been unbelievably creative. They put as much stuff on film as anybody in the league with the exception of probably UC Davis. As you heard Coach Houck say there, they run more offense than I've ever than seen I've in my seen. life. Yes, He yes, said ever in yeah. any team preparing for them. So, uh, And that's a credit to Tim Plow, who in my opinion is the best offensive play caller in the Big Sky Conference. Dan Hawkins has long been renowned for his play call or for his offensive schemes and for his quarterback development. And so it's going to be fascinating to see kind of the matching of wits when these guys go heads up. I also think, though, it's so interesting, Riley, when you cover a team from a close angle, from a close lens, there's always the narrative of we have so many playmakers. Montana State's been talking for a month. Jeff Choate says every week, one of our biggest challenges on offense is how do we get every guy touches? And when you run, you know, the spread option, it is harder because you're not throwing the ball like Montana does. But Montana has truly, to me, truly eight guys that can change a game with their playmaking ability. Jerry Louis McGee, Samuel Kim, Samari Torrey, Gabe Solser, uh, and Mitch Roberts at receiver. Bryson Deming, Colin Bingham, Matt Rensvold when he's healthy at tight end, and then Marcus Knight. So I guess nine, because I, I left out Rensvold because he didn't play last week. But they not only can those guys change the game, they've changed games already. They're getting significant touches in games. That's going to be, as the season marches on, that's going to be the hardest thing for defensive coordinators in the big sky to game plan for. And then those some of those names that you said, Gabe Solser has kind of been quiet Yo, so sure. far this year. Right. So you, yeah, like so 12 you wonder, or 13 touches. Right. So you wonder, when is he going to get the ball more? And I've made the mistake of asking Coach that question before. Well, the, the ball goes where it's supposed to. Okay. Yeah. All right. End of discussion. All right. I'll <laughs> right. move on here. Right. But it's interesting because, Colter, you're right. And you said nine names, and you didn't even say Dalton Snead. I mean, well, right. I mean, that's another guy, of course, that can change the game just with his playmaking ability. He has not had to run very much this year, too. There's the other element. Does that come into play, too? On that note, too, we talk all the time about the way that when stuff is working, especially in the NFL, how when the offseason rolls around, all of a sudden now everybody's digging in in depth on how to stop these specific things. What I've seen from what I've watched out of Montana and Eastern Washington Coaches across, coaches across the country basically are on high alert that Dalton Snead and Eric Berrier can run because the way that they're scheming it up, they're completely taking that away. I mean, Berrier averaged like 80 yards rushing a game last year. He's averaging like five this year. I mean, that's all Jacksonville State and Idaho did was just make, you know, double spy, make sure he cannot get outside the pocket. I expect Montana to see some of that too, but also I think it's a credit to the fact that the Grizz can run the ball in different ways this year. Uh, I Dalton Snead yesterday in the press conference said, and, and, Again, this is something you'll hear quarterbacks say, but it, it it feels very, very authentic coming from him. I don't care who I throw the football to. I have 100% confidence that every guy that I'm going to look at is you know going to make a play and is going to do the right thing. And you obviously have to have that at a certain level. But when yeah, when you look across the board and you go, well, probably probably reasonable that you would think one of your giant tight ends who can run, one of your outstanding athletic wide receivers, your your an out and and again the 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 you know. Uh, 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 you know, uh, oak, uh, the party, the welcome party for Marcus Knight here as a, as a brand new Grizz has been uh, uh, huge for Montana at the running back spot. It will be uh, an exciting game on Saturday to be sure. To tell Nuwana's one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Uh, we talked. Uh, we nobody asked 
you know, about the hashtag RTD to Bobby Houck, but somebody did deign to ask if this was a big game, which I applaud the question because it clearly is a big game, even though every game is a big game. We get it. But here you go. Is UC Davis a big game? This is Bobby Houck. Well, it's our, our first conference game, so it's huge. Um, you know, beyond that, we've got a whole bunch more coming up. Uh, so it's it's this week's game, and our philosophy is it's the biggest game in the country because it's the one we're playing in. And it never changed. Oregon, we expect to win. UC Davis, it's, it's just the first conference game. It's big in that respect. He didn't say it's not big. It is a big game, but it's big because they're all big because we're in it. And and that consistency is, pro, is maybe part – I mean, you've harped on this forever, Coulter. It's – on one side, you can chuckle at it, and on the other side, there's a certain level at which that might have been missing at uh, for for a while at the University of Montana. Yeah, the expectation of excellence is back, and I think to have that expectation, like Coach Houck says, you can't have an expectation of excellence and you can't be tough unless you live it 365 days a year. If you just try to do it during football season, it ain't happening. If you just try to be tough on Saturdays, it ain't happening. So I think that's it's definitely, for a place that has the high standards like Montana does, I, I think it's a smart approach. It's interesting you said 365 days because I think that's exactly what it took for Grizzly football to get ingrained in that with Coach Houck. He got hired December 1st, yep. and it had to come full circle with what happened against Montana State last year yep. for it to finally sink in with everybody. And that's why you've seen, I would say, maybe a little bit different Bobby Houck from the opening press mm. conference this year on, a more confident Bobby Houck because they are all living it day in and day out. And that's the biggest difference to me when people ask, what's the difference between last year and this year? They're living that toughness, that Montana, what they feel this program should be each day. And that was different than last year. Uh we're going to take a quick break, but Riley, and you're going to stick with us for one more segment here. You're, oh, you're good. Okay, I was going to say, I already have a whole bunch of other stuff I want to ask well, you. I, here's, but, but here's my one question for you, Riley, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about Dan Hawkins. We'll hear from Bobby Houck about Coach Hawkins and all that. But uh, in the four games now that you have been front and center, and, and look, for, if, for, for folks who – well. When you're calling a game, you are you are observing the game in a way that most fans are not. Even if even fans who are into it and watch every play are not, you know, dialed in that same way. And let's be honest, some Montana fans maybe not remembering every single play that took place over the course of a game. See, your point is is that you're there, you're in it. You've been doing it for a while. What do you see different about the Grizz this season than even last year with Bobby Houck or, or going back a little bit? What, what what has stood out to you? I really think you got to go to the offensive line. And I know we've been harping on it all year long with these guys and all offseason what they look like, but that confidence is kind of exuding with the rest of the team right now because you're seeing Marcus Knight come through and he's confident because yeah. of that offensive line. Moses Mallory, and I know we'll talk about him on the other side. Oh, yeah. Moses Mallory is bringing the nasty back in the Grizz <laughs> offensive line. Okay, and, and I know that there was more that uh, was seen throughout last game yeah. um, than maybe what you as, see. As somebody there. that grew up loving pro wrestling, oh. Moses Mallory is quickly becoming one of my favorite <laughs> offensive linemen in the Big Sky Conference. It's the focus, too, and the determination to finish. Colin Bingham had a very interesting quote uh, when talking to him after the game. He said, we are built now to finish teams off rather than the other way around. The Grizzlies have only scored 10 points in the first quarter this year. Right, right. They've been down at half to North Alabama. Was right. there any panic? No. Have they crushed teams in the second half? Yes, because of the mindset. They are built to finish. And whether they are or not, and that's for the three of us and everybody else to maybe debate, everybody in that locker room believes that they are built to finish. And yeah. that, to me, biggest difference of anything. The only thing you need... Okay, when you got football season outside of football, Riley on your radio, is Alpine Touch on your meat and your vegetables and uh, whatever it is that you got on that barbecue. Coulter, what are you going to give the people today? So now you got four Big Mountain flavors, and this one has all-purpose pepper blend, hickory smoked, and chili sublime. But if you order this off alpinetouch.com, you can pick any of the four flavors that you'd like to go in this great gift pack, travel pack, whatever you want. You can give this to your buddies. You can take it with you to the tailgates. Alpine Touch is great for tailgating season, great for hunting season, it's great for every season. For, I what I like to do, I'm I'm starting this now. I've done it a couple of times, but I'm going to find the coldest day of the year. This won't be probably till February. That's going to be a grill day at my house. Mm, Absolutely, go outside. Alpine Touch up everything. And not for a shameless promotion here, but I was grilling last night yes. at Alpine Touch. Of course, you fantastic. did. It was great. No doubt. Shout out, show to Montana. If you go to call right Shut now. Up. 
1999 is one of those costs you online, but if you call us right now, we'll get it to you for free. We'll send it right to your front doorstep. We get an Alpine Touch hat and four Big Mountain flavors, Alpine Touch special pack, Alpine Touch Montana special spice. 329-1899, the phone number. You call it right now, 329-1899, and the pack is yours. We'll be right back after this. Talk about Dan Hawkins. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some news for you. Week four of the prep high school season is in the books, and two Missoula teams remain perfect. The 3-0 Sentinel Spartans had the matchup of the week then at the Class AA level in Helena against undefeated Capital. The Spartans were up to the task, scoring in the first four touchdowns of the game to lead at halftime 28-0. The Bruins did score a pair in the second half, but Sentinel held on to a 28-14 win. They are now 4-0 on the year. Billings West and Butte were also winners over the weekend to join Sentinel as the only 4-0 teams in Class AA. Missoula Hellgate scored a defensive touchdown and forced a safety in its homecoming game against Flathead. Raleigh Wooster also scored three rushing touchdowns to lift the Knights to a 29-18 victory after a week one by the Knights 3-0 for the first time since 1987. In a powerhouse matchup at the Class A level, Dillon scored 13 points in the fourth quarter to beat the number one team in the state 26-25. Montana Gatorade Football Player of the Year Carson Rostad threw two touchdowns and ran for two more, but it was not enough to uh, lift Hamilton past the Beavers. The Bronx face another huge matchup with undefeated Frenchtown this Friday. Frenchtown was a 49-13 winner over Steve I. And in Class B, Loyola lost to Manhattan 26-14. Manhattan's the number two team in the state. Loyola drops to 2-2 two two on the season. Their other loss to the number one team in the state, Fairfield. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Probably not the time to fix the arm on the microphone. Just going to have to deal with it. Just make do. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Happy to have Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, in studio with us for the first part of this show. We appreciate that before he's got to jet out of here and go call Grizz Cat Volleyball tonight, huh? Anything with Grizz Cat on it. There you go. Uh, I'm, sign me up. Volleyball? Hey, it, it, it's in You're the air. You're both going to the game. I am. Yeah, yeah, hey, I am. Big Sky Conference season for all sports begins this week. So it's a fun time regardless. Tutel Nuanas, we are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. The Grizzlies football team playing at UC Davis. Uh, If you weren't with us before, well, we got you on the podcast. You can go listen to it there. But we covered quite a bit of ground about conference play and about this matchup specifically between Montana and UC Davis. But let's hear uh, quickly... For Bobby Hawk, uh, Hawk talking about Dan Hawkins. I thought Dan Hawkins was uh, uh, one of the more unique, in fact, the most unique uh, coach at uh, uh, the uh, Big Sky Conference football kickoff in terms of just his philosophy and the way he kind of thinks about football and the program and the players and all of that kind of stuff. My question to uh, Bobby Hawk on Monday, what makes Dan Hawkins' program unique? Well, they have, they have a couple things. One, they have a real experienced staff, so they, they know how to get them lined up. And then uh, Hawks had his way of doing things for uh, for a long time. It's evolved here and there, but you know he has certain beliefs. He's a football guy through and through. He loves the game, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, his his uh, his approach is unique to him, and it's working really well at Davis. 
I thought the last line was his his approach is unique to him, and there's no question that that is the case. And Dan Hawkins, he's been in football a long time. Bobby, as he said, he's, he loves football through and through. He's a football guy. But he also, you know, I didn't hear one other coach who said, you know what, we might not win as many games this year as we did last year. We don't know. We're not here to try and win. We're here to to achieve our most excellent selves or something along those lines. Be one percent better today than you were yesterday, and then you play football and you see what happens. So it, it's it is a different sort of philosophy and a different take on coaching that Dan Hawkins brings. It's, some places it doesn't work. Some places it does work. Clearly, again at his alma mater, UC Davis, is working beautifully right now it is and he has everybody on board and like we mentioned at the top of the show it's not only any everyone within his locker room athletic department president everyone's there with coach hawk and he even has a unique approach all the way down to his depth chart i was even i was giving you guys a hard time everybody's listed it or because it's still that same belief Mm. nobody's a a given starter here and there there are some parallels that you can see with coach hawk I, i see a lot of them just talking throughout the week and kind of seeing how UC Davis runs things, even down to the way they do their press conferences. It's just interesting to me uh, when you get the wily old veteran and Coach Hawkins. And a lot of people that are in the coaching circles have said the time off really has helped Coach Hawkins. He took a couple years off after the failed experiments elsewhere, and he was actually in Sports Talk Radio, and then he decides, okay, let me jump back on board at my alma mater. And uh, that time has totally changed him, and and he's got that program rolling. It's been pretty impressive. The the fit at schools is so variable, but at some, uh, some schools it's so necessary. And I think that... If you're a head coach, if you know how to maximize the resources at your disposal, you can figure out a way to have success. So a lot of places, like say Jay Hill at Weber State. Jay Hill's a Utah guy. He's from Utah. He played at Utah. He understands the fabric of Utah football in general and Weber State football because he played for Ron McBride when he was the head coach at Utah, then Ron McBride went to Weber State. So there's a continuity there. I think Portland State with Bruce Barnum, who will be on with us in about 30 minutes here, I think Barnum knows sort of the irony that Portland State is an outpost. It's the biggest city in the Big Sky Conference with the exception of Sacramento, but they're also the the school that is – the one Northwest school, the one is just kind of off the beaten Doesn't path. Doesn't have a home field. They play at a high school stadium. They're not in the Rocky Mountain West. Right. Yeah, and I think that there was a little, you know, there's an element of weirdness at NAU. So you have to have a guy that understands the weirdness of Flagstaff. But to me, the schools where you have to have the best fits are the Montana schools and UC Davis as far as the Big Sky Conference goes. Because at Montana, you have to understand the expectation of excellence. At Montana State, you have to understand the omnipresent, dominant force that is you must beat the Grizzlies if you do not. It does not matter if you win four Big Sky titles like Rob Ash, you will be fired. And at UC Davis, you have to know how to recruit the right type of guy. Because when you talk about the... The, the the public ivy. I mean, UC Davis is the best public school in the Western United States. It's one of the five best public schools in the country. They are recruiting athletes or students, rather, that are getting that are getting accepted to Yale and Harvard and Princeton and and Dartmouth. You have to accentuate that advantage, though, and that's where they're at now. That's why they can run an offense where they have more stuff in because they have a quarterback like Jake Mayer who can understand it. And I think. Before The thing is, Davis has never had a non-Davis guy because Bob Biggs was the head coach for 20 years. They went outside the tree for one brief moment with Ron Gould, who came over as the recruiting coordinator from Cal. He was just a terrible fit. But even Bob Biggs, he didn't know how to operate at a Division One level. He had so much success at Division Two, but they didn't know how to take that next step and truly compete at a, at a D1 level. Hawkins for sure knows that. And it's like I've always said, on there's so much of a... I think there's so much of a misperception of Dan Hawkins because it went so poorly at Colorado, and then he's such a he's such a funny, entertaining guy that when it was going poorly, the media was like exploiting his meltdown. Mm-hmm. But I mean, people forget that this guy went 37 and three in the whack at Boise State. I mean, they were dominant. The 2006 Fiesta Bowl that Chris Peterson led Boise State to. That was Dan Hawkins that laid the entire foundation for that. That was Chris Peterson's first season. I mean, Hawk went 53 and 11 at Boise State. So he knows how to coach in the West. And in 10 years, not only from Boise State before that, 12 combined losses. The guy knows how to win and how to dominate. And and when that echoes through, I'm totally on board with what Coulter said. And that makes a lot of sense with Jake Mayer. You sit down with Jake Mayer, and I know you guys have done this too. 
It's just a different type of interview, right? He, yeah. It's calculated everything. He's just an intelligent guy. You're smart. Intelligent amateur. You're, yes, you're, you're just you're smarter after you do a ten minute interview with Jake Mayer. The thing uh, that 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 is so interesting though about this team to me is what they did last week and 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 what they've shown defensively. Any California school you go to, they're going to have some, they, you know, it's all about athletes and quarterbacks. And, they, you know, you can have some dudes, you can get some linebackers out of UCLA or whatever. But, like, you want the beef, you go to the Big Ten, right, or the SEC or whatever. You go to NDSU, you don't go to UC Davis. Right. And yet, all of a sudden, here you are going toe-to-toe in that way. And I think that that is, that's putting a lot of teams on notice. Well, the other thing you have to mention about UC Davis is that their out-of-state tuition is so expensive that they don't out they don't offer out-of-state scholarships for football players. It's a shame there's nobody living in California that they could go find. <laughs> but I'm just saying, yeah. like, when it's a $60,000 cost, you can't offer a full ride to out-of-state kids. Now you're right. only recruiting in-state, which, again, pluses and minuses. Because, like you're saying, you can get all the skill guys, all the quarterbacks, all the corners and all the receivers and everybody you ever wanted, but you're not going to get the beef that you might be able to get from the Midwest or from Texas you know, or from Montana even. Right. Uh, and the other thing is that Cal Poly and UC Davis both go through this. There's, there's a few guys that can get through if maybe they were qualifiers coming out of high school, but so much of the the Division One football programs in California are fortified through the junior college ranks because the best junior college league in the country, arguably now, besides maybe the Jayhawk League in Kansas, but Davis cannot take those guys by and large, and they can't take other FBS drop downs. So now your recruiting level is completely shrunk. But like I'm, this is what I'm saying as far as understanding the fabric of the school. It's just like if you are the head coach at Stanford, recruiting becomes exponentially harder and exponentially easier because you only recruit the guys that can get into Stanford. Just right. like you only recruit the guys that can play at and then get into UC Davis. Stu Tell is Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz in studio with us. Riley, we know you got to run because you got to get over for the uh, uh, Grizz uh, Cat Volleyball match tonight, which are calling on SWX. Uh, but before we get you out of here, I want to ask you just specifically, not pick the game or anything, but when you look at the matchup between Montana and UC Davis, what is the thing, one or two things that you're like, okay, this is going to go a long way to determining the outcome. We mentioned pass rush, right? And that's maybe the one group that I'm looking at, the Grizzly defensive line. But just from maybe an analytical standpoint, just a numbers standpoint, the Grizzlies have to get off to a fast start. Okay, they, they can't. They've only scored 10 points in the first quarter through four games. That can't be the case. You fall behind 14 nothing to UC Davis, the game plan changes very quickly. And when you are in maybe a game that, to me, on paper with the prep that I've done so far, all signs are pointing towards a shootout. Despite talking about yeah. the defenses that we have, it's going to be really hard for both defenses to stop Jake Mayer or Dalton Sneed. Maybe a first to 35 or 40 wins this game. So I think a quick start will be interesting for both sides. And the one element we haven't talked about yet, guys, is UC Davis and their health. And you're not going to get anything out of camp this week, but how banged up will they really be right. by the time that kickoff starts? If you watch the tail end of the game in Fargo, which I did... There was an offensive lineman that went out that never returned. There were two guys in the secondary that went out and never returned. Starting wide receiver as well. So how do those guys come back? Are they 100%? Because we are now at the point in the season where all of a sudden at 12.55, oh, there's three starters out that you didn't know about. That's another piece to it. But if I'm looking at it from a big scope, it's, it's a start. The first quarter, I think if either team gets ahead by 14 or more, Game plan changes. Watch it. Watch out. You could throw stuff out the window. We'll, get, we'll give you a break of watching Riley on SWX <laughs> for about an hour, but he'll be back on here. And you also already know where to find him on the radio, but I want you to tell him about your podcast because this has been really good. Riley launched a podcast. Got about four episodes now inside the den. But great sit-down interview with Montana Athletic Director Kent Haslam. Great sit-down interview with Ryan Martin, which I thought was completely fascinating. I was listening to it on my drive to Eugene, and Ryan Martin explains all the ins and outs of scheduling specifically at a place like Montana. I thought it was so revealing. There's such a misunderstanding amongst fans. I think it's a must-listen for fans to understand why the Grizz would play Western Oregon instead of Oregon or some years play Oregon instead of Western Oregon and the way that all that works. It's really good. Tell people how to find the podcast. Appreciate that. Yeah, gogrizz.com slash inside the den is where every episode and every archive coaches show, too, if you want to find the zinger that Coach Halk might have for the neighbors <laughs> or anybody else, he's right. got those. So those are available there. And then, of course, on, on any of your favorite platforms, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. You guys know the podcast game a lot more than I do, but just getting into it, it's fun because you get the access, right, of people in the department that are busy, and it's one of those things on Monday, I'm shooting out text, okay, you have a 10-minute window on Thursday, 
but that's what it takes to maybe get a Kent Haslam or a Ryan Martin. So it is kind of that inside look at Grizzly Athletics. And again, Inside the Den, gogrizz.com slash Inside the Den. Every episode will drop about Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, if you get you ready for the weekend. Yeah, take a look at that on Thursday. It's a great time for it to be coming out, headed into the weekend. And, uh, and of course, listen to Riley on the Grizzly Sports Network and uh, uh, radio stations across the state uh, all over the place. Have a great trip over there to Davis, man. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Always good to be with you. Hey, thanks for having me on, and I'll send you guys a picture of the 80-degree weather on Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's just that. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have to do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. Uh, with Riley in here, of course, we're focused on um, Montana UC Davis, but uh, Montana State, a, a bit of a mystery in terms of you know Chris Ball in his first uh, year as a head coach at Northern Arizona, a sixth-year quarterback in Case Cookus, who was you know like a preseason All-American going back, but he's been hurt a couple times, and Northern Arizona has been you know okay in the non-conference pretty good but it's a little bit of of a you know don't really know what you're going to expect and this is a team that we said at the beginning of the year was a team that hard to know where they were going to end up they could jump up and be better than you think maybe they have a down year with a new coach it's kind of hard to know and this is kind of where it starts with big sky play we talked about the chess match and the way that matchups favor and or don't favor teams when it comes to these conference games and when you're looking at the UC Davis-Montana matchup. Jake Mayer, his cerebral abilities and his ability to dissect pressures, that against Montana's defense is advantage UC Davis unless it's not. I think that when you look at the Cats right now, the Cats' pass rush is the best in the conference, maybe the best in the country. Bryce Dirk is lighting the world on fire right now. He has eight and a half sacks already. He is a man amongst boys right now. The Cats yeah. have 12 sacks as a team. They've had at least three sacks in each of the last three games, and as many as five. And so they're getting to the quarterback, no doubt. But they've been prone to give up big plays. Juwan Carter has Juwan Carter from, from Norfolk State last week had three different completions of over 38 yards, including a 57-yarder to set up a touchdown because Montana State's defensive secondary is depleted. What does Northern Arizona do? They throw the ball down the field better than anybody in the conference. We'll play some of the sound from that later on this week when Jeff Chilt breaks that down. But they've taken 49 shots down the field. So that's 12 shots down the field per game where they're throwing the deep seam, the deep fade. Yeah, Cookus is the best in the country at that throw. Montana State being banged up at corner, that could be a huge advantage Northern Arizona. We'll see. But regardless... Big Sky Conference play is beginning, and as you'll hear from Jeff Schultz right here, it's got him in a different sort of mood. League play, man. Maybe you can tell I'm a little bit more serious right now. And so keep your questions short and let's go to work. How's the mentality change in league play overall? What's the direct message for your team? Exactly that. Get nothing for being 3-1 in non-conference. Our record's 0-0. It's time to go to work. Okay, all the chips are on the table now. Every week is going to be a war. Every week is going to be a war. There's no weeks off in the Big Sky Conference. And so that starts this week. And we know we've got a you know hugely talented player in Case Cook, is, but he's not the team. I mean, we're going to have to defend the run, stop the run. We're going to have to do a good job in coverage. We're going to have to move some of these active D linemen off the ball. We're going to have to be efficient in the pass game. There's a lot of things that we're going to have to do well to get a win. What's your synopsis just after the first four games, where you're at going into? 
move some of these active D linemen off the ball. We're going to have to be efficient in the pass game. There's a lot of things that we're going to have to do well to get a win. What's your synopsis just after the first four games, where you're at going into conference? All about Northern Arizona University on Saturday, 1 o'clock. So there you go. If Choate wasn't a head coach, he should have been a, a fight promoter. <laughs> I mean, he is so good at promoting this stuff, man. It is awesome. And the reason it's so good is because he's so authentic, yeah, too. Right? right? I mean, it's not even as if it is an act. He really is. He really is in a grumpy mood because it's Big Sky Cowers. But nothing matters. I think it's classic. But he, he really is good at selling this stuff, man. It's no coincidence that Montana State's been selling out all their games, even though they have had a losing record under Choate until last year. It, it, he's fun to listen to. Stu Telnawanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We'll get to more sound later on in the week from uh, from from Coach Choate. Uh, by the way, Bruce Barnum going to join us here in about seven minutes, the head coach of the Portland State Vikings football team, fifth-year head coach, and uh, always a fun guy to talk to. One of the one of the really great uh, uh, and, and interesting coaches uh, around the big sky, so we'll look forward to having him in here. But when you look at this game, Coulter, Montana State on Saturday, you're going to be there uh, at, the, at the football game. What do you expect it to be like? And w- <laughs> Tucker Rovig? we assume is going to be the starter is going to be the guy to go and we don't know the status of isaiah ifonse i i would bet uh I, certainly that troy anderson will be available to play in this game though the extent that he would be there we don't know you know how bad he was injured up and if it was more precautionary that he was out well, what do you think is going to you know how, uh, transpire on saturday in bozeman well, it's hard to say because I'm still trying to figure out. I'm just trying to dissect NAU's defensive scheme. They ran s- such a similar scheme for uh, my entire time covering the Big Sky Conference over the last 13 years. The scheme was first the, the scheme that Jerome Sowers gained so much credibility for first in his time at, at University of Montana and then into his time as the head coach at NAU. And then he hired ex-Grizz linebacker Andy Thompson to be his defensive coordinator. And him and Andy worked together for 12 years. And so even though Jerome passed along play calling duties, those two are so on the same page and they had so much of an influence. And watching the way that their defensive scheme evolved was fascinating. I love that kind of stuff. But Chris Ball's a defensive-minded coach. I'm just still trying to figure out what their scheme is and how it matches up against Montana State's offense because right now Montana State is running the ball at an unbelievably high level because of their offensive line. Yeah, They have figured out not just their first five, but their first six, and those guys are really playing really, really well together. And it's it's not unexpected. That is not a surprise because when you talk about the fact that they threw Mitch Brown to the Wolves as a redshirt freshman four years ago, and now he's making his 40th straight start on Saturday. They threw Lewis Kidd, Zach Red, Connor Wood to the to the Wolves when they were freshmen. Lewis Kidd's a junior, those other two are sophomores now, so they got games underneath their belts. Right. You know, so they, they Taylor Tuiasopo has been a freshman since a starter since he was a freshman. Excuse me. Now he's a junior. So these guys have all grown up together. It's not a surprise that they're playing at a high level. I'm just ex- excited to see what NAU brings in terms of being able to defend against Montana State's run game. Because make no mistake, Montana State's going to run the ball early and often. It's just a matter of efficacy they can do it with. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.